Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today, we are talking about the game changers, the absolute game changers for balancing female hormones. Uh, why are we talking about? Why am I talking about this? Right? You may think, why is this guy, this meathead personal trainer, talking about women's menstrual cycles? Well, this is very important for both men and women to understand, uh, to know exactly how the menstrual cycle works. Why is it important for men? Well, for men, we want to support our partners uh, when they're going through their cycle. It's also beneficial to know where your partner is at in their cycle so you can support them through the highs and lows of these hormonal shifts and we're going to talk about exactly when those hormonal shifts happen things like that but why is it important for women uh, well of course it's important for women this is something that you guys deal with every single month but the the reason that as a personal trainer that i want to know about it is because fat burning potential for a woman is limited by him hormonal imbalances. All right, so we were, what I've found over the last eight to 10 years is that if you can balance a woman's cycle, you will set her up so much better to burn fat efficiently. For instance, uh, just to give you a quick example, higher estrogen combined with lower testosterone uh, will oftentimes lead to fat loss resistance because estrogen is designed to uh, keep extra fat on the body to make you more fertile. It doesn't want you to get super, super lean. Your cycle is trying to produce a baby all the time. So if, well, that's why exactly why when you get below a certain uh, body fat percentage as a woman, you will oftentimes uh, experience amenorrhea or loss of period because your body says, okay, we cannot support a baby at this time. We don't have enough fat on our body so we're going to shut down the menstrual cycle. Uh, and that's not a good thing, by the way, either. This, this uh, leads to a whole other set of problems, adrenal problems, uh, hormonal dysregulation, oftentimes that will last for years. So we don't want to lose uh, our menstrual cycle women. So let's, let's go into this a little bit. Um, I want to talk about, first, the normal cycle of female hormones during a menstrual cycle. Um, and then I want to talk about some ways that we can support and balance the hormones during this cycle and how we can kind of play on where we're at in the cycle um, and support those hormonal shifts. Okay, so you'll, and you may be like, what? But just pay attention, uh, take some notes if you have to, rewind it um, and listen to it again. So it's important to know these things. Now, let's go through a normal cycle. It's 28 days long, right? Uh, supposed to be. Oftentimes, one of the biggest symptoms that I see in women uh, that, that don't have a normal cycle is it'll be a short cycle. It, it'll oftentimes be short before it's long. So if you're at like 24 days, 21 days, 26 days, we've got problems that we need to address. But this 28 days is made up of two phases, or right? day one through 14. Uh, and day one is actually the day that you start a menstrual cycle. Okay, so... Uh, the day of bleeding, that is day one. Now, that goes through day 14, and that's called the follicular phase. Okay, we are actually, women are producing an egg during days one through 14. Now, on day 14, we actually have ovulation. 
and ovulation is where uh, luteinizing hormone is actually very high and that actually causes a woman to drop an egg. Now, days one through eight is what's called follicle-stimulating hormone. That hormone is the highest during this time. Days seven through 14 is when estrogen is the highest. And then obviously on day 14, uh, estrogen starts to decrease and luteinizing hormone rises to its highest point. Now, what's really interesting is days 14 through 28 is actually called the luteal phase. Uh, and this is where we actually produce a high amount of progesterone women. So um, during this time, progesterone, I, I could make the argument that progesterone is a woman's feel-good hormone. Um, and this makes total sense if you think about this, like you've produced an egg, now you're fertile, and you can actually have conception with that egg. So progesterone rises, it makes you feel really good. Oftentimes libido is higher during days 14. Gentlemen, especially important to pay attention to. Um, and, and this makes total sense because when a woman feels her best, her libido is higher. Uh, she's way more set up to have conception with her partner. So let's just be mature here, no, nothing weird. So, um, so what are the ways that we can support these cycles? Okay, uh, how can we optimize these hormones because you can see really quickly that you know days one through 14 if our hormones are off we don't have enough estrogen or we don't have enough follicle stimulating hormone um, that's going to really delay or even speed up the cycle same thing with days 14 through 28 if we don't have enough raw materials to make progesterone um, we're going to be lacking in progesterone. And, and this is what oftentimes will manifest itself in symptoms like headaches or breast tenderness around your period, bloating, water retention, acne. Um, really, really, really heavy periods is not a good sign. It's oftentimes signs of estrogen dominance, which is in the, in the context of low progesterone. And how would you know this unless you were doing some sort of testing to figure it out? But the problem is, is most doctors will do a blood test and they don't care when you do it. They just say, okay, let's test your hormones and we'll do a blood test, right? Well, the problem with that is, is you have to know exactly where you're at in your cycle to get a proper look at how your hormones are, how, how high they're supposed to be based on where you're at in the cycle, okay? So in the testing that we do, we uh, like the Dutch test or the Great Plains Lab, um, it's a saliva test and that saliva test is not just one snapshot. We actually take four salivas during the course of a day and that shows you what that whole day was like for your hormones. Really interesting. And so we only do that test days 17 through 21 of the menstrual cycle. And that's because we really want to know uh, where we're at in the luteal phase and where, where are all these hormones at during days 17 through 21? That gives us a really accurate snapshot of when. So if you're curious about that test, DM me, reach out to me. I'll, sh I'll explain to you how to get that test. Uh, you can do it at home. It's just a simple salivary um, hormone test. Now, uh, let's, let's talk here about some ways that we can support a balanced uh, cycle and support our hormones naturally. But before we do, I wanna talk about Thorn supplements. And this fits along perfectly with our podcast today. Uh, the first one we're gonna talk about is Meta Balance. Uh, these are supplements that uh, actually we can use to balance hormones. Meta Balance is an all natural approach for women's hormonal harmony. 
uh, without the side, side effects of conventional hormone replacement treatment. Uh, there's a quiz. You can go to thorn.com, type in MetaBalance, and then it says, is this supplement right for you? Take the quiz. It will tell you if that supplement is right for you. The second one is called Ovarian Care by Thorn. Uh, it's a unique blend of nutrients and herbs uh, for women seeking support in their menstrual regularity and hormonal balance. Again, there's a quiz attached to this as well. So you can go to thorn.com and type in both of those meta balance and ovarian care and see if those are right for you based on your age, uh, based on whether you're in menopause or not. Um, so check that out. All my clients get 25% off of Thorn supplements. So maybe you're not a client of mine, but maybe you're a listener. Well, I'm extending the same client discount to my listeners, and that supports the show. Uh, so if you'd like to get that 25% off, there's no code or anything. I just have to have your email to uh, attach you to my client invite list, and Thorne allows me to do that. So you can DM me uh, your email and say, I want to join the list. You can email it to me at musclesandveggies at gmail. Uh, or you can just message me or reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram, something like that. So the, that's what the, the thorn is all about, is providing like third-party, triple-verified, awesome supplements. The Mayo Clinic uses thorn, if that says anything. Uh, so check that out. Take those quizzes and see if it's right for you. Now, here's my eight tips for balancing female hormones naturally. We're going to go through these one by one. This is like what I have every one of my female clients do on a regular basis. Uh, so let's go. Let's talk about this for a second. Number one, uh, we have to balance blood sugar. Um, this is episode, I believe, number 41. If you go back to number 40, the, the one episode before this, I just did an entire podcast on balancing blood sugar. Um, but this is super important. I, I think it's underestimated how much that blood sugar imbalance can cause hormonal imbalance, especially in women. Uh, these fluctuations in hormones based on our blood sugar, like by insulin and glucagon, these things actually do play a role in our sex hormones as well and our adrenal health. So it's really important that if you're not already balancing your blood sugar with a uh, low glycemic uh, nutritional approach, and that means like a low uh, sugar spiking approach, um, then that would be my number one tip. Number two, lift weights. Uh, why is this important for female hormonal health? Well, it's really simple. Uh, lifting weights has an anabolic effect, and that anabolic effect produces sex hormones. That stimulates the body to produce more testosterone, progesterone, estrogen. Hormones across the board go higher when you lift weights. So on a regular basis, lifting weights, I can make the argument that you are going to produce more sex hormones just from the, the opportunity to get in the gym two or three times a, a week and perform resistance training. Number three, know where you're at in your cycle. So there's tons of apps and different things you can use on your smartphone to track your cycle and to know where you're at. Uh, it's really interesting too, like um, during your cycle, like days 14, you'll notice a bump in body temperature. Um, you'll also notice during your cycle, if you track your HRV on your Apple Watch or a Garmin or an Aura Ring, uh, you'll notice that your HRV actually fluctuates around these shifts in the phases as well. So track your cycle, know where you're at, and then that will also feed into these next five tips um, that you can play on that and you can really support where you're at in your cycle by these next five tips. So we're going to talk about next is number four. 
seed cycling. And you may be like, what? Seed cycling? So this is actually uh, a thousands of year old approach in Ayurvedic medicine that certain seeds actually help support certain hormones. So for instance, uh, pumpkin and flaxseed is naturally estrogenic. You may have heard of phytoestrogens, and that's why, same thing with soy. Uh, these are very estrogenic foods. So we want to have them in the first, as a woman, <laughs> we want to have them in the first 14 days of our cycle. So uh, flax and pumpkin seeds are the first two seeds you're going to have days 1 through 14, and then you're going to stop that. So we want to support estrogen growth during days 1 through 14. And then day 14 on ovulation, we switch to the next two seeds. The next two seeds is sesame and sunflower seeds. And these actually support progesterone. Uh, so days 14 through 28, we are actually building and supporting progesterone. Um, and we're going to talk about one more food that does that next. But before I move on to that, um, seed cycling is done best when used with a smoothie. And you guys that have been listeners of this show for a long time, you know I, I advocate the smoothie salad roasted uh, for our three meals during the day. And that smoothie in the morning is a great opportunity to figure out, uh, am I in days 1 through 14 or am I in days 14 through 28? And I have had really good success with this. Every one of my women clients that does this and sticks with it for like more than three menstrual cycles uh, they've came back and said, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm now, I'm now 28 days long. Uh, I have less symptoms during my period. It's so much more manageable. I cannot believe that just simple adding these seeds into my smoothie um, moved the needle that much. Okay, so again, that's pumpkin and flaxseed days 1 through 14. And days 14 through 28 is sesame and sunflower seed. So give that a try in your smoothie uh, to help balance where you're at uh, hormonally in your cycle. Number five plays right along with that, and it's sweet potatoes. And you'll often uh, hear, if, you, if you've looked up any wild progesterone, or I'm sorry, natural progesterone creams, that they're oftentimes always made from wild yam cream. And wild yams, or sweet potatoes, are natural progesterone-building foods, okay? So I, I advocate, uh, and this is actually something that my wife taught me through one of her coaches, uh, is eating a sweet potato days 17 through 28 of the cycle. So basically the last week of your cycle, you're going to have a sweet potato every single day. And then again, that's supporting and building progesterone at the time that you want it to be high, where we're going to help get that up there by eating a sweet potato every day. There's also an added benefit to this because Oftentimes, women crave carbs uh, the last week of their cycle, right before their period starts. And this is like a no-brainer that we should not avoid this. Uh, I don't care if you're keto all month, all month long. You should not avoid those uh, carbohydrate cravings the week before your cycle. Carbohydrates support not only progesterone building, but they also support mucosal production, which will make your period uh, easier and smoother and less uh, thick, clotty, you know, heavy. So um, that's all I'll say about that. But eat a sweet potato the last seven days of your cycle every day. Uh, number six, fast the day of your period. Uh, so the day your period starts and uh, there's the spotting, bleeding, whatever, that would be the day that you actually don't eat. And this makes a lot of sense. My, again, my wife taught me this through her coach. Um, and it makes a lot of sense because you just don't always feel the greatest, you know, that day anyway in your stomach. 
So why just add the extra the extra burden of like eating a large bolus of food? I, if you're really hungry and it's like you, it's definitely something that you don't want to um, avoid on a busy day and stress yourself out by fasting. Maybe just stick to a smoothie or some soup or something very light on the stomach. Um, but this balance in blood sugar uh, by fasting during the day of your period actually also helps um, helps the drop in estrogen that happens. And then you want that estrogen to start building back up days one through 14, right? Because remember, we're in the, the ovulatory phase, so to speak. Um, so that fast the day of your period is something that's been really uh, beneficial for my wife. And I've, I've started using that with clients as well. Number seven, and here's where we get into the nitty gritty of things. If you haven't changed your soaps and cosmetics already, I highly advocate you do so. There's things called phytoestrogens, uh, or I'm sorry, xenoestrogens. Phytoestrogens are from food. Xenoestrogens are from our environmental toxins. And xenoestrogens basically means they are, these are estrogen mimickers in our environment. Uh, there's a really great book. Um, his name is Dr. J. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but it's called estrogen, I can't speak, estrogenation, estrogenation. Look up that book. This talks about how much estrogen mimickers are in our environment and in our lifestyle. So look that up. And this is how oftentimes happens with fragrances and shampoos and conditioners and lotions. I mean, the average woman a day, I think I read, puts on 16 different cosmetic products on their skin or hair. Uh, including makeup and everything else. So if you're not conscious of the products you're using, you are getting inundated by these xenoestrogens. And this can make you very estrogen dominant. And being estrogen dominant actually leads you to be less testosterone based. And believe it or not, women, you should be focused on where your testosterone is at. Testosterone is a crucial hormone for not only fat burning, but also libido in a woman. So if you're struggling with libido, can't keep up with your partner, um, you know, are also struggling with fat loss at the same time, I would highly advocate you to look at where your testosterone is at on a hormone panel and see if you can start building that with some of these tips that we're using today and even some more too with the help of a coach. So the, the cosmetic products is huge. My wife owns a salon. Uh, she only uses organic products in her salon, uh, primarily a company out of Portland, Oregon called Oway, and that's a really great company to check out. And I think my wife also has a discount for that. So those of you who know her can reach out to her or reach out to me. Um, but the, the fragrances and cosmetics is huge when it comes to balancing estrogen, because oftentimes uh, a woman's body will harbor and fight to have higher estrogen because that is the fertility, like we talked about the fertility weight, the fertility hormone to produce an egg. Uh, and it wants you to reproduce. So it will oftentimes downregulate progesterone, your feel good hormone and testosterone, your fat burning hormone and muscle building hormone to make sure that estrogen or E2 is high estradiol. So it's, I cannot say it enough. Drink clean water, watch your cosmetic products, um, pay attention to the things you're putting on your body. People sometimes will say, oh, that you can't, you can't absorb that stuff through your skin. Well, let me paint a picture for you here real quick. A doctor will give you HRT in the form of bioidentical hormone. How does he give you that? Most times, nine out of 10 times, you know what it is? It's a cream that you put on your skin. That's because the largest organ in our body is our epidermis. It's our skin. And we take in 
things through our skin. So just think about this for a second. Even just the water coming out of the tap is uh, highly processed by your local municipality. It's got chlorine, it's got uh, fluoride, it's got uh, different things in it to keep the bacteria and pathogens out of it. That's great. We don't want those things in there, right? But also uh, it has the ability to take in a hot shower, opens your pores, then you are taking in those chemicals into your body. And just so you know, fluoride is, and I know I'm going off on left field right here, but just hear me out. Fluoride is actually what they use in laboratory mice when they do thyroid studies. How do they get a, a, a mice to have low thyroid? They give it fluoride. Okay, think about that for a second. So, and, and every municipality tests high for fluoride which by the way, the uh, second most prescribed drug in the nation, you know what it is? Synthroid, it's a thyroid hormone, okay? So it's not hard to put the pieces of the puzzle together here. We need to watch what we put on our skin. So that's all I'll say about that. I will move on and get off my soapbox. Number eight is probably the most important thing for balancing female hormones. Manage your stress. I'm gonna say that again, manage your stress. How does this feed into hormonal imbalance? Because the more stressed out we are, the more cortisol we produce. And we produce hormones like cortisol, progesterone, testosterone, estrogen, uh, all these hormones we produce based off of what's called DHEA. And this is an acronym for a really long thing I'm not gonna try to pronounce, but DHEA is like the building materials of our hormones that we synthesize. So if, if DHEA, let's can, I always use the analogy of like a five gallon bucket of hormone. You've got a five gallon bucket of DHEA and let's say that your cortisol is really high and you're using 75% of that bucket of DHEA to make cortisol. That only leaves 25% left to make all your other hormones. So we call this the cortisol steal. And that's because when cortisol is high, your other hormones are left lacking. So if we don't manage our stress, we can set ourselves up to be estrogen dominant because remember estrogen is fighting to take number one place so that you'll be reproductive. And then our other hormones take the back seat like testosterone, our fat burning, muscle burning hormone and progesterone, a woman's feel good hormone. Okay, so you can see how this is so important. All these tips work together to produce a really balanced cycle and a lean, fit, healthy woman. Okay, it doesn't mean that you're ripped with a six pack that's not natural for a woman to be that lean, okay? That just means that you're lean, healthy, and fit. Um, and there's a big difference. And I, pr I probably should do a whole podcast on just that because I oftentimes think that, um, I don't oftentimes think, I always think that social media and uh, the internet has produced these doctored images and um, these extremely pic the crazy pictures of fit women who oftentimes give normal women a complex uh, because the, the images are so doctored and oftentimes the women take these photo shoots, um, they are, you know, like extreme crash dieting, sacrificing their health to get these photos. So Women, just know that there is so much fighting against you when it comes to social media and internet and imagery and magazines and all that. Uh, that is not what a normal woman looks like in 98% of cases. Okay, that's all I'll say about that. So let's go through these one through eight one more time. I'm 23 minutes in already. Good grief. Number one, balance your blood sugar. Number two, lift weights. 
Number three, know where you're at in your cycle. Number four, we talked about seed cycling. Number five, eat sweet potatoes every day in the last seven days of your period. Number six, fast the day your period starts. Number seven, change your cosmetics, soaps, and product, and you know body products. And number eight, please manage your stress. I'll probably do a whole episode on just managing stress uh, and my tips for that. Listen, if you like what you're hearing on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast, you're learning from this and you appreciate it, do me a favor. As soon as this podcast ends here in about 30 seconds, just take a second, go over to Google Places, type in Muscles and Veggies Fitness. I'm the only one that will pop up and you can hit the reviews tab on Google and leave me a review on there. It helps people find my personal training. Uh, you can also support the show today by going to Thorn. Check out MetaBalance. Check out Ovarian Care. Um, you know, shoot me an email. Let me know you want to join the client list, and I'll give you that twenty-five percent off invite from Thorn. And that way, you can, without a code or anything, all you have to do is log in, and you got twenty-five percent off the entire store. Okay. Uh, until next time, shoot me any of your topic questions or ideas, anything you want me to cover. This is Zach with Muscles and Veggies Fitness. Hope you have a good day.